You're listening to The Reclamation Show with Justin, Tonya Dawn, and Neva Lee Reckla, the first family of inspired personal development. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to The Reclamation Show. I am Neva Lee, and I'm with... Tonya Dawn. Justin. And today we're going to be talking all about refuse to be the victim. So why are we talking about refuse to be the victim and why is it so important to talk about as a family? So the main idea of this show is going to be based around something I experienced when I was younger. We had a family friend who I met when I was two and he started to be a little touchy with me. Not a little. He was touchy with me and it resulted in some consequences and some great experiences for me I was able to walk through discovering who I was and refusing to be the victim and I've written poems about it and how I like you don't have to sit in the victimhood and something we were able to walk through as a family is how to not be a victim together and I was able to learn from both my parents on what I can do to not let experiences of trauma come up or not say even though legally maybe I am a victim it's I don't need to identify as that and that's not where I need to build my identity around because there's so much more than what happens so today we're going to be talking all about that and how to walk through that victimhood mindset and like hit the victim in the face Mm -hmm. but then hug it afterwards and how to walk through that as a family so mom I'm going to pass it onto you because you wrote your book war watches us react and it's all about living in the pink and how to like i think the biggest part of the book is how to not be a victim and how to manage situations where maybe you would be consider yourself one so i'm gonna pass it on to you in how do you manage not being the victim great i love this topic and first of all beautiful beautiful you nailed it baby baby. that was brilliant because this has been such a walk for a few years with our family and and seeing just like with everything else how it's going to look for us how we're going to navigate it together um we don't always know exactly how to do things but we do know that we always come from love and when we can find that central component everything kind of makes sense and so walking through a situation with your young daughter of one where where her her um where she's been quote unquote violated i mean definitely violated but mostly it was the trust that she held with somebody that was so devastatedly violated that that was the hardest thing for us to contend with and i talk about it in my book because the the awareness that i went through is i had to reconcile my own childhood kind of situation with an adult situation that i had excuse me as an agent um being raped by one of my team members on a surveillance mission um what i was able to realize in that whole process was that a mindset that i held is what allowed me to be engaging in circumstances where where that persona was front and center and this is a real touchy situation because certainly the 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 person who is whose trust has been violated 
is never to blame for the other person's actions that and and we would never suggest that however there is a component that we can look at within ourselves to say okay what am i going to carry forward in this how am i going to perceive of this what do i think this says about me and that's really where that victim place comes into and if we're not talking to our young people um, to the young people inside of us and saying hey wait like there's a difference between saying i can empower myself to create boundaries and to to be um, intelligently, you mentioned live in the pink, to stay in awareness in situations, to to be gauging, like you said, like you, you, and I'm sure we'll talk about this after the break, like you had enough sensory perceptors open and enough intuition honed that you 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 saw it coming a mile away, right? And so even though you, you were walking through it a little bit, even as a very, very young person, to have that level of awareness gave you choice, which, most of us never got to experience and so so that was that's a big part of what's into the not being a victim conversation yeah i agree and i love how you mentioned the being able to assess situations and something i think a great example is when i was younger i would be outside playing or something and i would see a car and it would be like six blocks away and i would see it i don't know if that's possible Mm -hmm. and i would come running inside i was like oh my gosh there's a car outside what do I do? And you're like, you could, there could be a person standing three inches in front of you and you would have time to run away. Well, maybe not three inches, maybe, but yeah. That's an over-exaggeration, <laughs> folks. I don't know if that's possible, but you could try. Um, and before anything even happened, I could walk inside casually before anything happened. And I was like, oh, maybe I'm overreacting a bit. <laughs> and that's something I really took to heart with this situation. And it's not... I, I call it like the situation a lot because it's just a situation, you know, it just, it's just a little thing that happened. Like I said, I didn't have to base my identity around being a victim. So before we get into the break, dad, what do you have to say about all of this and how I think something you're really great at is how to manage your power in situations. So in the sense of not being a victim, how do you manage your power in situations where something has happened that would make you think you're a victim? Well, and I'm just going to give this voice. I mean, make no, make no mistake about it. it, it it's been a journey as as a family, and mm-hmm. the the dad, the the protector, right? The I, I want to kill somebody. <laughs> um, did come forward. That was I a real to thing. That way it was it was it was a real thing. And well, she has two parents trained in <laughs> lethal force. Yeah, and quickly moved through it. You know, because I know for myself, the best thing I could do for you, Neva, is to model how not to be a victim to that. Because in that mindset, in that wanting to get angry, wanting to do something to the person, just imprisons me to the, to the situation right and now i'm a victim to it and so the best thing i did and could do for you in that was to not hold that mm-hmm. was to release that so that seed didn't get planted in you as well you're a victim because obviously i'm a victim because my dad just went and beat the crap out of somebody right <laughs> obviously it never happened and i need a dad to do that and 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 you don't right you don't you are more than capable of of managing yourself and so for me it became a real pivotal pivotal opportunity of what am i going to do here as your father 
am I going to set an example that allows you and gives you permission to be a victim? And or, make someone else the victim. Exactly, or make somebody else the victim now. Or am I going to step through it and, and remember to come from love and transmute it and then use that to walk through it together as a family so you can stay solid in who you are. And that's really what I see this experience has done is it, it, it showed you how to manage your, your boundaries. It, it, was a, it was an experience and you know, I think there's a lot of women that go through that in life. You talk about that in your book. A lot of people go through that. A lot that. of people go that's through right. that in life. And again, yet again, it goes back to, we expect our kids to, now they're 18, we expect them to find those boundaries, yet along the, the entire way, along the way, it's been one little victim mindset after another little victim mindset after another little victim mindset. And we, and I know me especially, had to actively choose to stay in the container of love, to see it for the gift that it was, so you could walk through it and not identify as a victim. Yeah, I agree. And the biggest thing I think we all kind of learn from the situation is if you're in a situation where you are maybe deciding whether or not you want to be a victim or not is something I walk through is just love first. And even when it seems really hard and you want to go punch somebody in the face and trust me, I wanted to, is the biggest thing you can do is love first and love harder, even when it seems really hard to. And I think that's kind of the answer to everything. So we're going to get into a break, folks. This is awesome stuff. We've been talking about refuse to be the victim on the Reclamation Show. Go to superpowerexperts.com. Check out all of our other amazing podcasts and just join us on this journey. And we'll be right back after the break. Hello, I'm Tonya Don Reckla, Executive Director of Superpower Experts and creator of the Superpower Network. Welcome and thank you for making us your go-to place for inspired content, training, and community. The network is so much more than a place for amazing content. It's step one on the path to unlock your superpowers. Listen to one episode daily on the Superpower Network and attune yourself to inspired conversations, higher vibrational living, and much, much more. In step two, you learn with us by watching one of our inspirational videos each week from the IM series. And when you're ready, come grow in community. Our superpower programs offer a unique experience for those ready to harness their superpowers to change themselves, their lives, and ultimately, the world. Go to superpowerexperts.com and take the next step on your path today. Awesome. We're back, folks. Welcome to the Reclamation Show. We've been talking all about refuse to be the victim. So before the break, we were talking about how do you learn to love someone and not make someone you love the victim or make yourself the victim, even when that seems like the only thing you really want to do. And I want to talk about what you do, especially with kids, because I think the biggest thing society teaches kids around boundaries is don't let anybody touch where the bathing suit covers is kind of like a good rule that we have a society, but we're talking about how the age of consent is 18. So that's not really teaching kids, in my opinion, how to have that own personal dominion because we're talking about how, to me, the physicalities of it don't matter. It, we were talking about it's just a body part, but it's the energy behind it that matters. And the, the what's the word I'm looking for? Breaking of trust and 
the not being able to feel hurt in it that makes the victimhood mindset come across, I think. So, mom, over to you. How do you think we can do a better job as a society to teach kids what boundaries are and teach them how to have their own personal self-dominion as a kid? Yeah, we've, we've really been in the study of this. It's a, that's a phenomenal question, Neva. We, we had a unique situation because of Burning Man. Um, we went to Burning Man 2017, 2018, and 2019 together as a family. Was awesome. And 2018 and 2019, we were there um, in a camp. And what was interesting was during that time, they had people going around um, to all the camps and talking about consent. Because as you can imagine, a big festival like Burning Man where... There's um, all kinds of, of, of ways that you can kind of lose yourself, certain, um, you know, intoxicants and other mm-hmm. other, other fun, fun activities. activities. <laughs> there you go. Um, that, that consent is a real concern and, and it needs to be open and addressed. And so it was a beautiful presentation. Um, but what was super interesting is here's Neva sitting there, you know, she was like eight, the seven, eight, nine, whatever. And, and they're talking about consent and, and it was all very adult driven, which is perfect because it's an adult, typically adult. There's only about a hundred kids that go, but there are kids there. And afterward, Neva and I, Neva kind of looked at me after the presentation and was like, um, you know, what do I do? Cause she had asked a question and she's like, well, what about kids? Like, what if you want to hug me? a kid? Like, like, shouldn't you ask before you hug a kid or, or what if somebody wants to hug you and their advice to you was, well, if somebody wants to give you a hug, you need to go tell your, you know, ask your parents if it's okay for them to give you a hug. And of course, Neva turns and goes, huh, what? Like, no. you're going to tell me if, if it's okay for someone <laughs> to give you a hug. And she doesn't compute in her head. What? And so we were able to explain, of course, that that's the appropriate advice for them to give. They really should redirect it to the parents. But our position with Neva has always been, and what we were hoping to kind of get across to others was like, ask the ask the child first, mm-hmm. right? Um, it's It was kind of like early on, we'd take you out to, um, we would go out to restaurants and you say, oh, I want this. And we, we had you order, even at two, like you explain it, you ask for it, you you make the request, you you start learning that it's okay to make a request and to expect that people are going to receive that request with respect. If, if that's not happening, then you get to adjust fire and here's how you adjust fire for that. And so some of it is allowing those conversations to happen that say, wait, no, it is their body. Like, and for, so Neva said, uh, it, it's just a body part. Like, like what happened physically was nothing compared to what happened to her heart and what happened to her, her soul and, 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 and the, and the disappointment of, of that break in trust. And, and it's, while we have to kind of look at the physical nature of things, we also need to start addressing the energetics because that was very much my experience also was that I never really felt violated until the reaction or the response when I, you know, kind of broached the topic of, hey, what, what is this? What just happened here? You know, because like Neva, I was, I wanted answers. I wanted to, to know. Like, tell me why. That's right. And, and when the, when the response was dismissive and, and like it or not, folks, we have millions and millions and millions of people who are intuitive enough and are tapping into these abilities to know your energetics when you remove them from a pure kind of engaging situation and make it about something else, even if you just make it about yourself um, at the expense of that person. And so so when Eva talks about the energetics, this is why it's happening in a superpower container is because she's incredibly intuitive 
Um, which most kids are, folks. I mean, your kids know if you're lying, if you're being incongruent, if you're doing something you shouldn't be doing or that you're ashamed of and, and trying to cover it up, they know. And, and they may not have a voice now. They may not have power now, but they won't be a kid forever. And it will come out. And so if you think you're getting away with stuff with kids, you're a fool. We know everything. Well, and that's that's the thing, right, is, is if you aren't aware of it, Trust me when I say your kids are aware of it. Very much. And, and that ability, that intuition, that awareness that kids just have innately, it's its who we are, only gets squashed by those who tell them that it's not possible. That That's right. That they're going crazy or that it's all in their head or nobody's talking about it. And so they're the only ones left to experience it. And then poof, here they are. They're 18. They're sent off in the world. And now everything that they, yeah, everything that they were born with, the intuitive, the picking up on the energetics, right? That's the big one is picking up on the energetics. You can you can say the right things, you can you can gloss over a topic, but your kids know. All kids know. Whether or not they have the courage to voice it or not is one thing. And here's the thing, if they don't voice it, guess what they're doing it? They're putting it inside their little their pocket, they're keeping it stored up inside of them, and it's building a story that says they can't trust anything. That's right, particularly you. Yeah, exactly. particularly you. And 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 for me, that that that's that that was the biggest uh, that that experience of Burning Man was like extremely yeah. eye opening. I mean, the fact that she was the she was the first kid in 15 years to attend the camp, uh, and then the only kid for you know uh, for for that year was was uh, absolutely amazing because you got to see the camp members and everybody that came and interacted with Neva just changed because they were like, mm -hmm. they didn't know this was possible. I mean, she did over 200 Oracle card readings that year. Yeah, she got in the, the Burning Man book for, what was it, 2018? Yeah, for 2018. Yeah. 2018 Kid yeah. Clarity. And, and the interaction that she had with the adults, I mean, she had adults walking away in, in full-on tears. I mean, she was eight years old giving relationship advice to <laughs> You know, I remember there was there was a couple that you essentially said, yeah, they didn't like what really I had to bring forth. But they, you know, I told them that if they didn't work on this, this was probably going to be their last vacation together. <laughs> you know, I didn't give them like breakup advice. No, it's not that bad. It was, it was, but you call it out because you picked up on the energetics that they were in the conversation. Mm -hmm. You were able to pick up off what neither one of them was willing to look at. Right. It's not magic. It's, not magic. it's, it's awareness. You, you just you just had the ability, and at eight, you had the courage to call out the, the, the elephant in the room that existed between the two of them, and they realized, hell, if the eight-year-old could see it, why can't we? <laughs> yeah. Right? Why why don't we? And that, that's hap that happens all the time, and the energetics in that, right, is when it's left unattended... That's what creates the victim mentality. That's what creates the victim mindset because all the words are this way, all the actions are, are might be this, but it's the energetics behind it that that create the it's not safe, I'm a victim type mentality. And even if you've had a, a huge exp an experience like like Neva did, you, you don't have to stay in it. You, you yeah. can evolve beyond it, but through it. But through, but through, it, through yes. it, yes, and. Like, Y'all just covered so many great points. And I think, Mom, back to your point about the conversation at Burning Man is I was I was sitting watching these people talk. I'm like, you're seriously going to have me ask my parents if someone can hug me? Like, that's my body. 
that's that's yeah. what you asked me. Um, but I think the, one of the biggest things is, especially around the physicality, is the especially walking through that type of thing as a kid when those are body parts that are I think maybe hypersexualized in the society. And I was watching kids shows and these things were being hypersexualized. Um, there's Honey, you had a business called Hot Clothes for Kids. We're going to have to address this at some point. Yeah, we'll yeah. have to revisit that at some point. <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah. Future episode, folks. <laughs> Hot Clothes for Kids. But there's, I think the biggest thing walking through as a kid when those things are being hypersexualized is that, like, well, who am I? Because I'm a kid. Like, I'm still playing with baby dolls and my Chewbacca toy. Check out our last episode. We talked all about that. Um, and I'm like, this just happened. And I'm very well aware of what society's saying about it. I'm well aware of what people I know are saying about it. And I'm sitting here and I'm like, did that that, that just happen to me? Now, who am I? Am I hypersexualized and I'm seven years old? Like, who am I now? But I think... And especially since it was someone who I had trusted and we had all trusted and many of our, all of our friends had trusted, it showed, you know, the physicality to me doesn't matter. I work with kids. Kids touch everywhere, literally everywhere. And it doesn't matter to me. Like, the physicality doesn't matter. It's the energy behind it. And the intent. And the the intent and the trust that's built and now breaking down behind it because... But it's interesting because deep down, no, not that deep down, I knew what was happening. Whether I fully understood the legal logistics of it, ooh, that's cool, legal logistics of it or not, I still knew what was happening. In fact, I probably knew more than all the adults who were involved did. And I was looking at this man trying to justify what he had done, and I'm like, Dude, I'm head scratch. Y'all can't see me, but I'm scratching my head. <laughs> uh, I'm like, dude, you're seriously saying that right now? Like, I know what your intent is. And so, folks, kids know. We know everything. And that sounds really creepy, but we do. And we sit back and observe most of the time, and that's what I did. And that's right. And when it was time, you brought it to and us. And when it was time. And-, and there was moments where I physically acted on it. And I knew that if something, I had a feeling something further was going to happen where I knew I was going to kick this grown man's butt if I had to. And in fact, I almost did. So, folks, it's especially when your kid is walking through it or your kid walking through it or you have an undeveloped child who's walking through it, undeveloped internal child who's walking through it, let me be clear. There's, I think, the biggest thing, and I've talked to so many people who have gone through similar situations, where you feel like your voice isn't being heard. And that's something I talked about is I talk about how the silence was always so loud. Like most of the time it was just sitting in silence and I'm watching this dude do all this. The dude I trusted. And I'm like, you're just fumbling all about yourself now. And I knew on some level, and this this sounds kind of egotistical and I, I know it is, is I knew I had all the power because it's not ego, honey. True. I, well, I, then let's let's yeah, pause. Yeah, so it's not that. egotistical. I knew I had the power. So what does and that mean? So what, yeah, what does that mean? And I think... Well, take a breath. Yeah. Whew. 
First of all, congratulations, because this is this yeah. is a thing. This, this is, is an episode. I've been wanting to talk about this for years, folks. And it, as much as she's able to synthesize and speak to it at a high level, this was devastating to the humans that we are this was this was yeah. this was a thing this well, has been it, years it, it, of it, it synthesizing right and it, folks what it did had it? a huge it impact had a huge impact it had a huge ripple effect across our entire circle of friends and the biggest emotion around it wasn't because of what happened it's because of who who was involved because i i would say like i said the physicalities don't matter it's i lost a friend folks and walking through that at seven, well, seven, eight, and nine years old, it it's a full different experience because I didn't necessarily understand what was happening. I didn't understand the full logistics of it or why everything was happening. I knew what his intent was and I knew what my intent was. But I just kind of thought I was losing a friend. And it's like, well, why would my friend do this to me? And so walking through that at such a young age one it it was quite the blessing in the sense because now i'm able to walk through situations where if i'm in a situation in public alone and i'm starting to feel kind of creepy vibes i'm gonna walk away because i have had an experience where i can feel the intent and i can feel the energy from a mile away so how do we handle those conversations and we're going to start wrapping up but how do we handle those conversations with especially kids or the in the wounded child within mm-hmm. that's gone through those types of things when says especially society says that you shouldn't talk about those things because it's shameful and that you should feel like it's your fault and we walk through like i don't want it to be anybody's fault i don't believe it's anybody's fault it's the undevelopedness in everybody that we kind of have to blame so how do we either of you can jump in is how do we manage those conversations with kids and how do we have those open conversations and let them develop who they are even when walking through a situation like that i, well, I think I'll, I'll i'll shut off the 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 closing thoughts is is that i think we first as, as adults have to be willing to have those conversations with ourselves first um and our own awareness of different environments, different situations, different conversations, right? And, and really paying attention to the, the, the energetics of what's happening, not just the words that are being said, not just the people, but, but paying attention to it. I mean, this is the stuff that we used to teach to our, our agents and uh, counterintelligence agents we were teaching in the schoolhouse. and. You know, in this situation, I know you're probably you're all probably going, "Well, didn't you guys pick up on this?" And we did, you know, and we started to pull away, so so she wasn't as exposed to the, this friend at the moment. We started to when we as soon as we started sensing something was going on, we started to detach so we could get a better sense of what was what, what was actually happening, and as soon as that happened. Neva was, able like, step, Here's Neva, Neva was able to step forward and do that because we were sensing that and, and and I think part of it is is that as 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 the parents as adults no matter what the situation is we have to have a willingness to step back and not be in the energy of it but to, to stay above it to see what's really going on 
Yeah, I, th- I think it's incredibly intoxicating, especially for parents to um, want to take on the the roles that actually force that victim mentality, like Justin was covering earlier. That was the thing that I observed the most was was you and I, you Justin, you and I having a like this constant diligence with where are we trying to now usurp the situation, wanting to save her, take it from her, um, and making it about us and us to be blamed and us and all the and it, and it was really remarkable because I mean we understand epigenetics, folks. Neva is very clear that she is breaking cycles and we are all consciously aware of this process that we are in the middle of. I get how it looks, how it sounds, um, but we play a very different game than most people, certainly than most families. And and to that end, it doesn't surprise us that my experiences and talking about it open doorways for Neva's experiences and for her to be talking about it. And a lot of how she's able to talk about it now is because we, we, we have processed through that and we have been open. I've been much more open about it. And so so the her... We, we could have settled into like, oh my gosh, like I've had that experience and now I've passed it on to my daughter and, and all this other stuff. But instead we said, okay, how do we break this? Which is why she's coming at it from the direction that she is. Her level of awareness kept it from becoming a, an incredibly tragic situation. Not that it doesn't have its roots in that, but but she chose to change it. We could not have made that choice for her. And as parents, the hardest thing in the world to do was to let her hold it to love her, to support her, to say, hey, at any point in time, you can hand this back, but to the extent that you're capable of, hold it. Walk through it now because you won't have to do that again. I remember talking to your sister um, when she was in middle school and she had had a similar situation and um, different, you know, but but kind of around the victim thing. And I remember saying to her, here's the invitation. You can walk through this as much as you want to, and, and, and you're welcome to, and we will give you the freedom to do it. But the moment in time you say you're done, this is above and beyond what any young person should have to deal with, we will step in and handle it. But to the point where you are capable of walking through it, walk through it. Because the the more you can do that now, knowing that you're loved, knowing that you're supported, knowing that you're safe, because we are your backup far easier folks than sending them out into the world at 18 telling them to figure it out and now they're the adult who's supposed to know how to do this and they feel alone in the world about it like this is incredibly crucial work that you give your kids the freedom to experience things even when it makes you feel crappy about yourself as a parent suck it up even when (laughs) you feel like you failed even when you hold each other and cry at night because you can't imagine that your child went through this you still let them experience it not force the situations, but when they're in it and that's on their path, folks, you let them have it and you support them and you love them and you get them the help they need, but they have to have the space to do yeah, this. Because if you don't, they, they're, they're 40, 50 years old, still holding a grudge against you because you didn't do anything about it. You didn't walk them through it in the time. You, you took it away from them. And, and now there's 40 or you so however however many years of of healing that now has to happen when it can be it can happen in the moment that's right if you yeah. just walk through it together and y'all keep covering so many great points i think and as we wrap up i just want to say that it doesn't mean it's easy and i that experience proved to me it doesn't have to be easy but you can get through it and 
there is get through it together and you can get through it together and the biggest thing that y'all serve for me is you didn't come and try to take it away no matter how much you may have wanted to and I was able to be in full awareness in the amount that I could have been at nine years old and be able to sit in it and know what was happening and know that I had the power and know that like I said that no one had to be to blame and I was able to get to the point where I I don't want to blame anybody anymore, you know? And I'm so thankful for the amazing community of people we had to let me take my frustrations out of, on even when it was hard and when I pushed them away. And the biggest thing I think this experience served is that it doesn't have to shake who you are, you know? And there's trials and tribulations and there's going to be trouble all along the way. And... I'm not saying you have to go through the same exact experience I went through to get to the point where I am now. Everybody experiences life differently. Everybody's story is different. But the biggest thing we can do is love harder, even when it seems hard hard to love. <laughs> That's cool. Perfect. I love it. So we're going to wrap up, folks. This is a great topic. We've been talking all about refuse to be the victim. So thank you, Mom and Dad, for joining me. Thank mm. you to everybody for listening. This is the Reclamation Show. Remember to go to superpowerexperts.com. Check out all of our other podcasts and play in our yummy space that we have. Oh, my goodness. I said yummy. I'm turning into my mom. So just come play with us. Thank you again for listening. Remember to refuse to be the victim, even when it seems like that's the easy way out. From our inspired family to yours, we love you. Thank you for listening to the Superpower Network. Go now to superpowerexperts.com to unlock your superpowers and change your life today.